It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian Radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 459 of the Backroom Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. Still bitter that my intro is the same old one. Where's my coffee? Again, I just changed my title. You can stop defending yourself <laughs> because it's not different in any you other have way. Changed your intro. Today on the show, we're talking about why Christians tend to jump on a banning bandwagon. Also on the show today, a vacuum cleaner for your face. <laughs> but first, sorry. <laughs> You made me snort. (laughs) But first, today is Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Teflon Day. Yeah, can't touch me. It's also (laughs) National Walking Day. Uh, So Monday was Walk Around It Day. Now it's just walk. Today we're just going to walk. However you want to walk, you walk it. If you walk through it, walk through it. If you walk on it, walk on it. I got a question for you, Mo. Walk under it, walk under it. What? Is your question, Matt? If, uh, if you only have to go to the second floor, would you take the elevator or the stairs? The stairs. Even if, like, you had to walk all the way down a long hallway to get to the stairs, like at a hotel? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> at that point, it's taking you much longer. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Did I just drive 12 hours straight and is my right leg like killing me? I'm taking the elevator. But on just a normal day, if it's only the second floor, regardless of whether or not I have to walk down a really long hallway, I'm going to take the stairs. I think the only way I take the stairs is if it's right next to the elevator. You know, like in an office building. (laughs) I'm not walking down a long hallway to take the stairs. No, thank you. I don't even want to have to open a door to take the stairs. Why would there need to be a door? Just have the stairs there. So that's my thought. <laughs> what? Take the stairs. No problem. No. There are no stairs here. Here in here in good old Whatever. New Mexico, USA. It's uh, also <laughs> National Student Athlete Day. Hey, you got a couple of those. I do have a couple of those. Uh huh. And it's also National Acai Bowl Day. Ugh. I know. No, thank you. Today's something I hate day, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate saying acai. <laughs> uh, I've, I've never said it correctly. <laughs> yeah. Even with you saying it a couple times here, I still want to pronounce it. Achai. Achai. Achai bowl. Achai bowl. Next year in Jerusalem. That's what I think of. All right, guys. Well, it is uh, game day Wednesday. Game day Wednesday. And, uh, well, the last set of episodes uh, were for the back row brawl. 
And uh, we got to put a lot of our Discord members to the test, uh, but I didn't get to put Mo to the test. Uh-oh. Uh, so Mo is now the inaugural back row champion with our new purple title belt. Bring it out. It's right there. Show it on the camera for the people that get to watch on Twitch. It's so beautiful. Isn't it nice looking? It really is. I love it. Cool little LTN oh design on the side. Okay, hold on. There's a big old... It's a glare. Yeah, it's hard to... It's a mirrored finish, so we see all the <laughs> garbage. And <laughs> I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I promise. Just let them see you bit by bit, a little bit. Okay. All right. Ready? <laughs> Coffee mugs, sun in the background, microphone in the middle, back row championship on the front, LTN and the back row logo on the sides. They are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Nice purple belt uh, for those of you that are on podcast and can't see. Um, but that is our new belt. We are uh, going to be signing. Ah, I was doing so good. And then all of a sudden I started. Yep. Okay. We're going to be signing the uh, the blue belt that we have retired now and shipping that off to the Back Row Brawl winner, Oriole Jedi, our buddy Brian, uh, this week. And uh, we're very excited for that. You can't too. even get a picture of it, Mac. <laughs> no, it'll, just, it'll, be your, it'll be your phone in the background. Man. <laughs> it takes quite a lot of effort to get a good picture of, of the title belt. In fact, I only says, have one of the blue. <laughs> he got to see the other side of the studio, too. Yeah, um, yeah there's nothing over there's there. There's a TV on the wall that's for us it. to watch wrestling, and that's about it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let her hold on to that belt for a week or so before I start trying to take it. So this week, what? instead of a challenge between us, I'm going to put her to the test. Moa's made it very clear that she is a massive Friends fan, and we've tested this theory before. Another one? But today, I've got a brand new quiz for her to see just how big of a fan she really is. Okay? I'm terrified. Okay, so this is a multiple choice quiz. Okay. And we're going to go through it as fast as we can. Whose apartment did Ross sublet? Gunther, ugly naked guy, Mr. Trigger or a coworker? First question. I know. <laughs> he didn't sublet. He subletted an apartment. Yeah, I know he subletted an apartment. <laughs> um, it wasn't Ugly Naked Guy's apartment that he sublet. Uh, it wasn't Trigger. And a coworker? It was Ugly Naked Guy. He Season five, he sublet Ugly Naked Guy. I don't think that he sublet that apartment. What was Joey's favorite sandwich? Salami, meatball sub, ham and cheese, or grilled cheese? Meatball sub. Meatball sub? Correct. Good job. What was the wedding gift that made Rachel walk out on Barry? A coffee pot, linens, a gravy boat, or a ladle? A gravy boat. Yeah, I remember that one. Mm -hmm. How many pages long was Rachel's letter to Ross? 18 pages, front and back. <laughs> That's what it says, 18 <laughs> pages, front and back. What did Monica and Chandler name their twins? Jack and Erica. Good job. Okay, what was the last friend to find out about Monica and Chandler? Who was the last friend to find out? Ross. Is it Ross? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. What fake name does Joey go by? Oh, Ken Adams. Ken Adams? Mm hmm <laughs> Correct. What name does Rachel's sister Amy keep mistakenly calling Emma? Ella. Ella? Uh-huh. Correct. Season 9, Episode 8. Where does Chandler tell Janice he's moving? Uh, 
Yemen. Yemen. Yeah. Correct. What's the name of the grumpy man who lived below Monica's apartment? Mr. Heckles. Mr. Heckles? Heckles. Correct. Uh, Which of Monica's beauty items caused Joey to figure out that Chandler and Monica were hooking up? Uh, Her eyelash curler? Eyelash curler, hair straightener, hairbrush, or mascara? Yeah, her eyelash curler. Eyelash curler. Correct. Yeah, just so you know, she's not peeling these off without looking at four possible answers. Some of them I have known right (laughs) off without looking at, yeah. All right, what was the name of Joey's stuffed penguin? Oh, Mr. Hugsy. Hugsy? Yeah. Correct. My bedtime penguin pal. (laughs) (laughs) What actress does Monica uh, ask Phoebe to style her hair after? Demi Moore, but she gets Dudley Moore's haircut. (laughs) (laughs) How many categories does Monica have for her towels? Five, eight, 11, or 15? 11. 11? Correct. Goodness. What colors were the umbrellas in the opening credits? Red, white, and blue, green, yellow, and red, red, orange, and yellow, or red, blue, and yellow? Red, blue, and yellow. Correct. Who was Joey and Chandler's TV guide addressed to? Mrs. Chandler Bong. <laughs> no, uh, Mrs. 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 No. no. I think it's oh, Miss. Oh, Miss Chandler Bong? Miss mm. Chandler Bong. Mm. I'm going to read all of these because they're funny. Mr. Chandler Bing, Mrs. Chandler Bingaling. Miss Chenandler Bong and Monsieur Joey Bing. <laughs> Miss Chenandler Bong is correct. Either. Pretty sure it's Miss. For the majority of the series, what number was Monica's apartment? Oh, apartment 20. Apartment 20. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was changed from 5 to 20. Who introduced Phoebe to Mike? Joey. Correct. Joey introduced Mike to Phoebe after he approached him to go on a double date as Phoebe's date. Joey had forgotten about the date and had to find a random Mike. Mm -hmm. What was the name of the couple that Monica and Chandler met on their honeymoon? Greg and Jenny. Correct. What did Ross say uh, Unagi means? (laughs) Um, Freshwater eel, a state of total awareness, be prepared, or karate belt? State of total awareness. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Ross tries to name all 50 states. Which one did he forget? Alaska, Ohio, Delaware, or Maine? Huh. Delaware? Correct. Wow. Uh, he said Nevada twice, apparently. Mm-hmm. Where did Phoebe's former boyfriend David move to? Um, Moscow, Mumbai, Minsk. Madrid, or Minsk? Minsk? Minsk is correct. How many sisters does Joey have? Seven. Seven? Correct. In the one where Nana dies twice, Nana, Nana dies twice, Monica and Ross reminisced on some of Nana's weird habits. Nana. Nana's weird habits. I did that on purpose. What did she like to steal? Sweet and low. Sweet and low. Correct. What was the name of Joey's Barca Lounger? Uh, Rosita the Sita. <laughs> Mo, you got 96 correct. Yay. 24 out of 25. I still don't think that he's subletting. <laughs> Naked guy's apartment. The average score is 80%. So you you crushed it. Crushed it. Mm, thanks. Wow. Good job. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm proud of myself. Highly too. impressed, especially because you're right. You were shouting out a lot of those answers right long away. before you could have read any of the yeah. answers. So good job. Any of the multiple choice. My favorite. Wow. I was was nervous after the first one. I was nervous. I'm I'm, going to lie. It's gotten to the point in my life where like 
I reference Friends episodes or things that happen on Friends as if they happened in my own life, and it's, <laughs> I realize that's not okay. Probably kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. Having 14 years of parenting experience and still learning every day, I have like a whole roster of things I want to expose my kids to. Music, movies, video games, anime, comics, blah, 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 road trips, all of it. There's there's stuff I just want to share with them. But as they've gotten older, I've come to realize I also need to be open to actually taking their recommendations as well. Because... You know what? They know me as well as I know them. And so as my daughter Rosa and I, she's 14, as we were heading to a Comic-Con, we had like a three-hour drive. And the day before the Comic-Con, she had just finished an anime series called Your Lie in April. And I thought forever that she was saying Your Lie in April. But, you know, uh, Your Lie in April. And she was telling me about this anime and it was one I had never heard of. And my initial response, you know, just being a grumpy old wee was be like, Psh, what do I need to know about your anime? Like, like seriously, my flesh was like, shut up. I, I don't need you to tell me about anime. Well, you know, you're 14. And, but it was like, but I was like, no, okay, go on. Tell me about your anime. And she went on to tell me about how it was the sad story and about pianists, like piano players and, uh, violin player and sickness and family trauma and that was emotionally wrecking and beautiful and on the trip like because the wound was still fresh she cried like pretty often just talking and thinking about this anime and it'd be like random things and she just burst into tears and I just listened to her and like it made a difference so today after we finished dinner uh, I'm coming back into the area where I record and stuff and to prep some work and she's re-watching the series and she's on episode three and I just sit down and do some desk work automatically get sucked in and I spend the next 13 episodes not getting any work done just watching it with her and talking about how good the writing is and how beautiful the expressions are and all these things and my daughter and I had a really good connecting moment because not only did I enjoy it while we were watching it, but I also was there for her when it was hurting. And, you know, Romans 12, 15 tells us that we should rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And when we can prove to people that we're going to stand beside them in the hard times and in the good times, our relationships are stronger and they hear us. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's <laughs> fact oh. of the 
day. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I don't, I, I don't. I don't have one off the top of my head. So you're gonna just have to give me. A, Are you googling a, facts? Would no, absolutely <laughs> not. Do you Google facts? Never. I create all my facts. (laughs) Then are they actually facts? Uh, More human twins are being born now than ever before. Okay. Do you ever get the feeling that... I need more. more Do you ever get the feeling that there are more twins around these days than there used to be? No? No? Well, you should. Because according to a new study in the Journal of Human Reproduction, the twinning rate has increased by one-third since the 80s, up from 9 to 12 twins per 1,000 deliveries. Currently, that adds up to 1.6 million twins born each year across the world, meaning that every one out of 42 babies is a twin. That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twinning. Twinning. Tiger blood. Okay. <laughs> now it's time for SSA news. I don't know where we are. The SSA news portion Sorry. of the show. Sh- we're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. <laughs> All right. New product from Dyson. Dyson headphones that come with an air vacuum for your mouth. Look at first of all, I know I know on the podcast. Yeah, you can, I so Google saw it. it. No, I saw it. it. Yeah, it looks you, like it looks like Bane. It looks like Bane. Kinda, yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a bicycle helmet no, where they've taken out the visor portion. It looks nothing like a bicycle helmet. It's it looks not, like no, no, Bane. No, I'm sorry, motorcycle helmet. Motorcycle helmet okay. minus the visor. Okay. <laughs> sorry, a bicycle helmet. It looks nothing like a bicycle helmet. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Stop talking. You sound like an idiot. Thank you. (laughs) Dyson has taken its first step into wearable technology with an eye-catching pair of over-ear headphones that come with an air-purifying mouth visor. I don't like that it's called a mouth visor. Best known for vacuum cleaners, Dyson has diversified in recent years with products <laughs> such as uh, fans and hair dryers. The headphones, dubbed Dyson Zone, are designed to tackle the growing issue of air pollution. One reviewer said that they would definitely turn heads in the street. That's because you kind of look like a robot. Britta O'Boyle, deputy editor at a gadget publication Pocket Lint, wrote, Their design is certainly eye-catching. The sound quality was excellent, she told BBC News, and the headphones had a lovely construction. But as she had been unable to test the product outdoors, she could not say how effectively it would purify air or how silly you would feel wearing it in public. The headphones are set to go on sale in autumn. Uh, we don't expect them to be cheap, O'Boyle added. The noise counseling headphones come with a, a motor, fan, and air filters in each ear cup. Uh, air is sucked in through those filters in the ears, capturing allergens and pollutants such as nitrogen and sulfur dioxide and brake dust. And the purified air is then channeled uh, to the nose and mouth via the visor. So it's not purifying your air. It is purifying the air coming to you. Which, okay. No, no, <laughs> no. How many of us were so much more sick when we were wearing our masks? But it's now we're all going to wear these and we will never breathe in anything bad. It'll all be caught in our little ear filters. <laughs> you don't look like you are impressed with my answer. 
the second we all take <laughs> off this stupid Bane looking <laughs> contraption, we're all going to catch some sort of virus. That our bodies 10 years ago could have safely and healthily fought off, but now we are going to die from it. You were merely adopted by the air pollution. I was born in it, molded by it. Exactly! <laughs> exactly! What? <laughs> Why does anybody think this is a good idea? If any of our listeners are like, this is awesome, best idea ever, I'm terribly sorry. I'm not trying to offend you. I think this is dumb. <laughs> Only when you have breathed in all of the car exhaust fumes, then you have my permission to die. This, Oh, gosh. There are four uh, purification modes, depending on whether the wearer is walking down a street or sitting down. The headphones uses sensors to track breathing and exertion and then toggle between the modes. So that's pretty cool. It does it automatically. Uh, they also come with an app that lets users specify their location and determines when the filter needs replacing. The face covering comes with... Uh, all right. A face, co a face covering comes that slots into the visor. So you can have a full-on helmet. Covering up the whole face. I know, I know that our listeners can't see this, but <laughs> our Twitch friends just saw the most massive eye roll that I think I've ever given. At least in my 30s. I've not given an eye roll that big in the last seven years. <clears throat> the product has four hours battery life in low filtration mode, according to Pocket Lint, or one and a half hours in high filtration. So you got to walk somewhere. You got to be quick about it. And get back into that. I'm so well, wait, that office. I, mean, I don't zone. remember who it was. If it was Brother Maud or if it was Gabigan, but one of our very wise listeners and friends uh, a few months ago recently said it's not whether or not we can; it's whether or not we should. And this is one of those situations where no, we shouldn't. There's just no reason for it. It's not necessary. It sounds cool. Everything that it's able to do is really awesome, pretty stellar. But guys. It's going to kill us. I'm not even kidding. Why, why am I, someone who is not college educated, someone has no like medical background whatsoever, why am I the one that's like, this is not a good idea? Where are all the doctors of the world who know how these things work? Why are they not standing up and saying, hold production, we're not putting this out? Dyson, not a good move. My face hurts. I don't get it. Why? Oh God! <sighs> you, I think I think you're really going to be disappointed with where the world is at in ten years. You're right. <laughs> I'm never going to actually get to be a grandmother. <laughs> oh, Amo, watch the movie um, Moonfall. When I don't want to. I don't want to. Is it going to make about, me feel terrible? It's all about how AI winds up killing us. Okay, so it's are beautiful. you going to replace my TV when I throw my remote at it? <laughs> no, watch it on like an old laptop you don't care about. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to read of the story. You can find out more at bbc.com if you want to read all about it. Uh, they've been you working don't. on it for six years, though. Like it's been—it's long before COVID. They've been working on it. Guys, don't please don't go read it. <laughs> Ple 
face. Because... Don't let them brainwash you. This is not a good thing. Well, and then on top of that, like every time that we click on it and somebody reads it, like that just that fuels the fire of, oh, people are interested in this product. <laughs> no, the heck we're not. We're not interested in it. We don't want it. Let's uh, let's read our card for the oh, day. Oh, that's right. So today's white answer card to add to our future expansion pack, or a future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is living in a dystopian sci-fi movie. <laughs> this has been SSA News, sponsored by BackRowGames.com. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Here at Love Thy Nerd, emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for a host of amazing articles and a whole network of nerdy podcasts. And follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash air, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more amazing interactive content. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we're talking about turning red and some of the controversy around it. So far, we've given our initial reviews and discussed with our Discord some of the controversial parts. And once again, we'll be a little bit spoilery. So if you don't want to hear about the movie at all, maybe skip the rest of the show and come back to the podcast later. So the original prompting for us to cover Turning Red at all was when Mo read a viral review from a Christian mother. Uh, This review was largely negative, listing all the controversial stuff we've already talked about this week uh, and ending her review with this. She says, maybe none of this is a big deal to you and your family, and that's okay. No judgment here if you love the movie. I encourage you to watch it on your own if you have the time and make your own judgment. I was just caught very off guard while watching it and explaining all these things to my children in the moment and why we don't agree with them. If I had known what all this movie entailed, we would have just skipped it all together and enjoyed a different lighthearted Disney movie. Now, I think that this parent kind of brought that on herself because you should do research on all the movies your kids watch, even the G-rated ones. My wife uh, or myself watch all movies before we let our kids watch them. This started mainly to make sure that it wasn't too scary, but it's also about content. Uh, I watch Turning Red by myself. I don't think either of my boys need to watch it right now. And they might not be interested in watching this movie ever just because I'm not sure it would interest them. But that being said, I don't think that this lady was really intending to lead a huge charge to avoid the movie altogether. What really upset me was the number of people I saw reposting or retweeting and sharing this review or other negative reviews without ever watching the movie themselves. And it's become an issue within the Christian social media community at large, joining the ban bandwagon. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, is this like what was? I mean, what was your initial thoughts when you read the the that review? I mean, honestly, my initial thoughts were massive eye roll. Oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> it's just one more thing. And then I was like, why? Why turning red? Why we didn't see any of this with Encanto? Yeah, Moana. Moana had a lot of like demigods and yeah. all kinds I've of stuff. I've been staring at I the edge Moana. of the water. Such a oh, soundtrack. I, I didn't know Lin Manuel Miranda did the soundtrack yeah. for that, but now I understand why I love that soundtrack Never so much. Really knowing why. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I haven't watched Moana in years. I'm ready to watch. And it that yeah. uh, <laughs> that song is like my life. Anyway, um, but yes, that was my first initial thought. Like, why? Why turning red? And that only made me want to watch it more. Yeah. I That's the rebellious side of me. I get it. Um, <laughs> where, you know, somebody says, don't do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've seen this uh, like shifting away from the turning red specifically. We've seen this happen uh, quite a few times in Christian culture over the past several years, especially since the advent of social media becoming such a big thing with adults. You know, teenagers yeah. have largely abandoned Facebook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's become the uncool adult hangout yeah. uh, where we all go and complain. And rub ointment on each other. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's talk about the first one that I really recall happening on the internet specifically, and that is that red cup incident. Okay. The, the guy who led the charge against Starbucks, <sighs> not because Starbucks did anything specifically bad, but because they didn't do something that he thought they should. Okay. And that was instead of making a bunch of fun Christmassy designs, which prior to this had never had anything to do with Jesus or mm-hmm. anything. It was always just the the generic Christmas stuff on it, mittens, snowmen, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was upset that they had decided to just do solid red cups with the little green Starbucks logo. Uh-huh. And that's the red and green. And it's 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 minimalist, but tasteful. And it is different because they don't have red cups normally. So that's their big Christmas thing. And he was so mad that they didn't do designs for Christmas on it. That he went to Facebook, or I don't know if that's exactly the first place he posted it, but that's where the video ended up, and gave a long rant about how this was a a affront to Jesus and to Christianity and to Christmas, and for some reason, a butt ton of Christians got behind this guy yeah. and agreed, and not only agreed... Agreed to do something about it. I know. Which largely amounted to harassing people that didn't make this decision that are working minimum wage at the counter saying, go to you know Starbucks and say that your name is Merry Christmas. So they have to write Merry Christmas on the cup and decorate it. Why are you bugging the people that just want to make their money and go home? <laughs> Like, that was my first thought. I made a, I think I made a, I did make a uh, 
parody song about it. And that's one of the main points that I said in there is like, dude, I didn't make this decision. Uh, why are you, I why are you heckling me, man? <laughs> I just want to, just want to make people coffee and go home. <laughs> But there were so many Christians like, yes, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to follow this guy like we're charging into hell with a water pistol. Just like, uh, do you need a tissue? I'm good. Are you crying? I'm, Are you really sad? My nose this? is running for some reason. I've just been sitting over here wiping my snotty nose on my shirt sleeve. You know, it's no big deal. It's fine. We're good. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> So we had that, uh, but prior to that, uh, prior to social media, you know, Christians have led very large bands, sometimes for very many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so going backwards in time, we had the Harry Potter band. Yes. I remember being a, a youth grouper and watching a video about all the terrible things about the Harry Potter books, how like it's real witchcraft and how it'll bring you to, I have not met. <laughs> One person who's been like, I'm a Wiccan now, and it's all because of Harry Potter, and you haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right here? You are 100% right. It is a story that is wildly fantastical way outside of reality, none of which is accurate. Yeah. And even if some of the quote-unquote spells in this story are based on some sort of weird Wiccan something or other, none of them are ever used to actually conjure up anything. The only one that anyone ever memorized is Leviosa and Avadacadabra. And that's because those two are in the movie at a specific scene, and one of them's like the kill, uh, the kill shot thing. That Vatikadavra, Mo. Up, oh, she's still alive. Dang it! It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So I'm I mean, okay. it's really, it's really silly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and way overblown. And in reality, there is so much. Christian undertones in the Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Harry Potter series. (laughs) So much you can pull out of it for fantastic uh, biblical allegories and things. Mm -hmm. I mean, just stop it. Uh Uh, And I feel like this might be the, the one that's still clinging on to a lot of people. And I think it's largely because they haven't done their own research. Uh-huh. Have you read one of the books or watched one of the movies and seen any real thing that's any different than Lord of the Rings or any of the other goofball fantasy movies out there? Just Why do you call them goofball? They are all I hate amazing. fantasy stories. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, but even longer than that was the Southern Baptist Church's Disney oh, band. Oh my goodness, yes. Which also was started for a ridiculous reason. Disney had what was known as a a gay, it wasn't gay pride weekend because the gay pride as a term didn't exist, but it was essentially that it was one weekend out of the year where they encouraged, you know, homosexual people to come and, you know, they did a, you know, celebration thing there. And so 
people got really mad that that existed, and they're like, we're going to boycott all Disney things until this weekend goes away. What they failed to mention to anybody who jumped on the bandwagon was that Disney also has a Christian, we- a faith-based weekend where they bring in Christian bands, and, and, do, and I'm pretty sure they still do it, mm-hmm. and do all this stuff. It is a non-religious organization having some special weekends for some certain communities of which you are one. Right. Why is that something ban-worthy? Why are you expecting a non-Christian corporation to act like a Christian corporation and then forcing them to follow your set of morality? You can't expect that. And of course they never caved. Who caved? We caved. <laughs> Finally, after more than a decade, I think it was close to two decades. I don't remember. Actually. Oh, there's still there's a long there's time. still Christians walking around giving other Christians a hard time for right watching Disney movies. And again, I don't have a problem with any of this if it's your personal decision based on research you've done. Absolutely. The problem we have is the bandwagon mentality. Mm-hmm. All these Christians are banning it for X, Y, Z. Well, that's all the information I need. I'm jumping in. Uh, the oldest one that I can recall, which started, I think, before we were born or maybe early on in our lives, was the D&D ban, the Dungeons and Dragons ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still find the Chick Track out there uh, being printed regularly about Dungeons and Dragons and how it just it leads to demons and torture in your life. Dungeons and Dragons is no different in tone or scope than Lord of the Rings or Narnia or anything like that. It's ogres, it's dwarves, it's, you know, people fighting dragons and, you know, going into dungeons. It's, It's a storytelling thing. It's basically a fantasy movie or book that you're writing yourself as you go along. So in game format. Can I just throw this out there? Because I remember the D&D ban. Yeah. Um, my parents were youth leaders when I was, you know, between the ages of nine and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember my dad having the youth boys over for game days. And this is back when you had to bring your entire computer. Right. You had to do the whole uh-huh. yeah. land party. Yeah. Um, and so our entire dining room table was covered in <laughs> computer monitors and CPUs. And they just did this huge game style playing Doom. Yeah. And Duke Nukem. Yeah. But they were not allowed to play D&D. <laughs> and I can remember being about 10 years old going, what the heck? Right. Like, this, this makes, is full of actual demons. Yeah. This makes <laughs> no sense. I, I mean, I guess you are killing the demons, but still. But still. <laughs> God, it, it, even then, the dots did not align. Yeah. Things did not connect. Because it was that whole mentality of, well, we've been told this is specifically against our beliefs and what we should be aligning ourselves with, but we haven't heard anything about this, so you're okay to, mm-hmm. continue, you know, instead of doing the research for yourself, like you've said, instead of watching the movie or playing the game or actually learning what it's about, 
you can't just jump on what someone else says. Right. You know, I kiss, which, okay, fine. But ACDC, Metallica. Yeah. Kiss brought it on themselves with their, right. their initials. Their initials. But still, <laughs> that they were all like, I can remember them being one Those three bands kind of being in the same vein, I was not allowed. Absolutely not. I was going to go straight to you know where (laughs) if I listened to any song by them. Recently, it was Target. What was wrong with Target? They, their bathrooms. Oh, right. They were doing the, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And then the whole big, huge laundry list of companies who support homosexual rights and and whatnot that we should be banning that like pepsi and coke and (laughs) what's funny is half of those companies don't actually like really they just want to make a bunch of sales based on their products and and (laughs) but instead Mm. of christians taking a a rational perspective it's easier to just jump alongside what everyone else is saying and say, yeah, you're right. We have to ban them. We absolutely cannot stand with what they, they stand for. I remember in youth group, we had a guy come in, like our, our youth pastor brought in a, a guy. I think he went to our church at one point at that time, but he, he wasn't going then. But he he called himself knowledgeable in a lot of things regarding the Church of Satan, And he brought like this laundry list of companies that regularly donate to the church of Satan. And I'm like, I don't think this sounds credible. (laughs) To this day, like nothing of what he said has been corroborated. Cause I mean, you, you have to make your donations public, right? This would be everywhere all the time. Yeah. Why would why would it just be the companies that donate to like a homosexual pride, you know, whatever? But we wouldn't have a big list of these are the donors of the Church of Satan. I remember it was like G and C was one of them. I'm like, why? Why would the vitamin shop places <laughs> care a lick? Because if you're taking vitamins, then you clearly have a problem with vanity. <laughs> you clearly aren't happy with the way God made you. <laughs> Listen. Vitamin B, as in Bible, is the only vitamin I need. <laughs> the B I B L E. The only That's vitamin. The vitamin for me. The only vitamin a Christian needs is B one. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you know we laugh uh, and we joke and we poke fun, but yes, those were things that I can remember mm-hmm. hearing. As I just told our group of boys who stayed at our house over the weekend for D now. Um, one of the questions that we had was, how can you remain in awe of God? You know, um, and I told them, you know, I can remember being around their age when the first time that I had a Christian elderly person come up to me and give me a hard time about something that I was choosing to choosing to say. And I had just made mention that I thought something was awesome and it was something super. I had the same thing happen to me. I know what you're going to say. God is the only <laughs> true awesome thing. You can only be in awe of God. Do you know what word awesome means? You cannot just throw that word around. <laughs> and I remember at that point in my life going, 
this church has lost their mind. It's full of a bunch of crazies. Uh, but the thing that you said that really, really, you know, hits the nail on the head is that, you know, it didn't make sense that this one thing was banned, but this other thing was not, despite they had very similar themes. And that's the same thing, like like I mentioned with Lord of the Rings, as opposed to any other fantasy thing. Uh-huh. They're almost identical the, uh, to any other thing that's that's come out, yet... Lord of the Rings is the only one that tends to get a pass, or Narnia. Those those two, the only ones that tend to get a pass, only because people know that it is a you know Christian allegory. But just because somebody put that into the story, and Lord of the Rings is not as apparent about it as you know uh, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe is, you know, of course, but. Just because those are put in doesn't mean that's what everyone's taking out of it. And just because someone doesn't put that thing in specifically in other things doesn't mean you can't pull those kind of things out of it. Mm-hmm. Most stories tell a very similar parallel to a Salvation Jesus character, you know, the Matrix, you know, all, all these things. The one is what you're looking for. You know, that the, the one that's going to save us all, the savior, you know, these kind of things are very um, common themes in movies and books and series and games and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so what it comes down to is Christians as a whole need to stop jumping on a bandwagon, stop retweeting and reposting things that they haven't researched themselves, and instead do your own research Come to your own conclusions. If you need to share those conclusions with somebody, do it privately. Don't start a, 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 a rolling a small snowball down the hill to become a giant crushing boulder of yeah. snow. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to uh, stir the pot in that way. Yeah. And thus create these weird banning bandwagons. So... That being said, if everything you've heard us talk about with Turning Red this week uh, has made you weary, especially yesterday, we talked about some of the controversial stuff. If it's made you weary of letting your kids watch it, as we said, watch it yourself first. (laughs) It's okay to get other people's reviews. It's okay to go to Common Sense Media, which actually is relatively okay with the movie. It's okay to check out all these different places. But in the end, you won't really know how you're supposed to think about this until you experience it. It's the same thing with music. It's the same thing with movies. It's the same thing with books. It's the same thing with video games. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as anything else that you as a parent should be aware of in your child's life. Yes, it takes some time. Yes, it takes some extra effort. But it's part of parenting. Now, I'm not saying by far just let your kid run wild and do whatever they want. That's not what I'm saying. Or, or, you know, take in anything that they want, experience anything that they want. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, they're probably going to make some mistakes. Uh, and that's something, a whole different rabbit trail we can go down one day. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it is your job to be knowledgeable, not at a baseline based on other people's experiences, but based on yours. Agreed. All right. (laughs) Switching gears tomorrow, Mo and I are going to talk about our own struggles with that first big coming of age moment. We'll be back with more. Stick around.
think of our topic this week. Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Back Row LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we hate. I hate this stupid Dyson mask. That's what I hate. <laughs> Is there anything else you have? Be- people. <laughs> and all people. <laughs> all the people who think it's a good idea. I hate all the people and all the things. That, listen. Covering it all today. <laughs> Blanket sweep. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This past weekend was D now, right? And Friday night we had dinner with all of the teenagers at our at our youth center. And I walk up to a boy who um, he's actually Gabriel's best friend. Gabriel is our friend. Okay, uh our friend's kid. Uh, Yeah. Um, But this little boy and Mila have like a serious crush on each other. Uh huh. And so. Knowing this, and Aiden knows that I know this, I walk past and I like swat the bag of chips off of his head, right? And Cannon goes, you know what? You got to get used to it. She's going to be your mother-in-law one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, so you, the thing you hate is the uh, idea that you'll be a mother-in-law one day or what? Matt, I'm not even going to lie to you. I forgot where I was going. <laughs> Uh, and long story short, those chips were Fritos, and I hate Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> they were Doritos, and I actually like Doritos. Where Work was with I? Me oh, here. oh, here we go. Here okay, we go. I know it. where I was going. Got okay. It. So, if I see any people walking through the streets wearing this Dyson mask whenever it comes out, just know I'm going to Doritos you and smack it off your head. <laughs> just be ready for it. I think I'll have to come from behind. Because I don't think there's a, a, that's how a thing I did, that clips that's on how, the back. So, yeah. That's how I did Aiden's bag Catch of chips. Walked up right behind him and went, doop. Yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah, That'll that's exactly it. what I'm going to do. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, here's my thing. And this is something we didn't really discuss uh, so far, anyway, with the um, the turning red stuff. Okay. okay? But uh, there's, there's, a, there's an inaccuracy that also bugs me as a thing that happens in real life. And... I might be wrong, and I might be just an old fuddy-duddy. Who knows? Here we go. But the inaccuracy is that this is set in, like, early 2000s, and there's a trend that happens with one of that one of the boys in that boy band mm-hmm. is doing that wasn't a thing back then. That's only a thing now. And that was one of the boys is wearing, like, blue nail polish. Okay? There is a trend right now with mostly younger people, like, not our age, boys 
unironically wearing nail polish as just a part of their normal thing. Mm -hmm. And that might be the thing that's happening uh, as, as, as normal uh, for, for people this, this age. Sure. I, the only, the only time I remember it when I was a teenager was like the goth kids, they would paint their nails black. Black. Yeah. And I got that. I, you know, more power to you. That's fine. I, it grosses me out so much. Like I already okay, don't really like girls that, I was that wear say. it as well, but mm -hmm. I at least understand it. It grosses me out when I go to the movies and I see just like some random dude with sparkly blue nail polish on. I'm like, this wasn't made for you. Why, why are we doing this? But even that, even for the younger generation, I'll give that a pass because that's been the thing. I do not want to see another 30-something my age year old person trying to cling on to this new trend that's happening with the younger kids wearing nail polish, sparkly blue nail polish. That's not our generation. Don't do it. That's 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 no different than you trying to dress like them or dance like them or do all that. Look, you're old now. Be old and live in the stuff you grew up in because it's gross and it looks desperate. <laughs> Again, I might be wrong in an old fuddy-duddy, but that's the thing I hate. <laughs> you're not wrong or an old fuddy-duddy. I'm just I'm processing several things in my mind right now. Um we went out to a restaurant with our friends a couple weeks ago, and the rest, the waiter had nail polish on his nails, but it was very chipped, very old, and it, like he was also covered, had two full sleeves all the way down to his fingers, oh, and goodness. so our friends, yeah, so our friend said, "Are your undernails painted? Also, or tattooed? Also?" And the guy was like, "No." They're painted and was very rude about it. Like very, ugh. and he's our, this waiter is our age, mm. maybe four years younger, but definitely over in our, 30. In our, yeah. In our general. Yeah. Um, and just super rude about it. And then our friend was like, oh, okay. I've, I've never seen a dude with nails painted before. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> We can't just say things that just come off of our mouth. We're gonna offend oh, right. people. No, right. And look. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Finish. Go ahead. I'm not. I'm not saying that to you. I'm, but for the person to get so like hoity-toity <laughs> that uh, no, my nails are painted. Um. Okay, you were covered right. literally it like an okay question. from shoulder to knuckles <laughs> in tattoos. So, yeah, your nails aren't even nicely painted. They're not manicured. They're, <laughs> it looks like you just slapped some paint on them. Like you dipped your fingers in a, in a gallon of paint that you bought at Lowe's. Like, <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it correctly. I mean, at least that. And then yeah. don't get butthurt about it when we don't understand what it is. <laughs> what you're doing with your life. Um, yeah. So look, I'll admit that this is a, a pet peeve of mine that I've had for multiple years and I've wanted to bring it up on the show a thousand times and I've never had a clear reason to do so until it happened in this movie. And again, and it's, now that for, we're the, talking it's about for the movie? same reason. This movie is supposed to be set in 2003 when we were teenagers. That's not what was happening back then. 
and shouldn't be what any of us who were growing up then are trying to do now. That's my only thing. There's a certain age limit with certain trends, <laughs> and we are past it, guys. I'm I'm in agreement. All 35 and above, we're past it. I'm in agreement. <laughs> hey, we got a verse? <clears throat> I think we do. <laughs> Let's get out of this bad mood and in with our verse for the day. <laughs> Proverbs 17:22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.